And welcome to A Bit Spursy. I'm Dan. I'm Barney. And uh, thank you. This is our second episode. Uh, we're back at it again. We sure are. I'm very excited to get into the second episode. Um, iron out all those kinks from the first one. Like, there was no kinks. No, there was- <laughs> <laughs> but this is just a self-critical episode of us analyzing the first, the first one episode, yeah. and seeing where we can improve. Yep. Um, but no, look, it's, it's great. It's great to be back. Uh, it was a lot of fun last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as as is the case in Spurs world, there is all, there are always things happening. Always things happening. Yep. It's like the world's greatest uh, soap opera um, that never ends, renewed for season after season. Uh, the characters come and go. But the heart, it remains. It does. It does. And I think it's nice. Like it's, I was thinking about this a lot this week. That, mm-hmm. um, I do enjoy having some level of entertainment um, <laughs> with following the team, even yep. if that means sometimes it's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's very joyful. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of nice to have, you know, something happening. Yeah, exactly. Something happening is in like... In your in your life, it's just nice to have. Something. Oh no! Well, yeah. It's always nice just to feel alive. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in yeah. some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like you know you could support a team that I guess is you know sort of always finishing sort of mid table mm-hmm. and um, you know doesn't have sort of inflated expectations that yep. um, that then often you know it could it could be sort of a much simpler <laughs> yeah simpler life. But I I think uh, definitely as I've gotten older, I've started to appreciate the drama. Oh, yeah. A little bit more. Mm-hmm. I I wonder in the reverse of that with if you're following a team, say you, you're a Man City supporter and every single game that they play, especially in the Premier League, you would go into it being like, we will win. We should win. Anything less than us winning is a disaster. Whether, obviously that's, <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about Spurs anyway. But, <laughs> but like, you know, I feel like that's an optimistic sports fan. Yeah. It's just for, for any team feels like that. Yeah, it's like exactly. There's there's more optimism is the perfect word because that's what it is. It's the optimism about what's going to happen when Spurs play versus the expectation that they're going to absolutely drub every team 5-0. I would love for that to happen. But also I think there is a real uh, – there's a real it's a real gift, the fact that you don't know what's coming. Oh, definitely. And look, this could also sound like, I guess, two fans who are sort of a bit bitter that their team hasn't won everything, that mm. now we're turning around going, you know what, we don't want to be winning yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. That would really suck if we were winning all the time. Trophy Smophy, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I generally do think that it would, um, you know, if, if the result is almost a foregone conclusion, uh, what fun is there in that? Exactly, yeah. Because then if it doesn't measure up to the result... Uh, you're just going to leave disappointed uh, if the result is perfection every single time. You're really setting yourself up for a lot of frustration. <laughs> totally. And you know, the thing I love most about this is we are talking about this topic after a week of two wins. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah it's yeah. not like we've just been thrashed and now we're trying to console ourselves exactly. and say, how, could, how can we pick ourselves up and get ourselves through it? Mm-hmm. Like we've had a very good week. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a fantastic <laughs> week. We have had a, a really, really good week. And I, going off the, the first episode that we recorded – we talked about how, how dark it was having lost to West Ham. And then uh, this week, it it's difficult to not sort of sing to the heavens and say that uh, the light <laughs> the light is at the end of the tunnel or the dawn has struck or whatever analogy you want to make about, uh, uh, you know, a return to form. Uh, but it was a really good week. 
Yeah, and I totally agree. Like, um, it can be very easy to to be you know to get swept up with the emotions of of results, and you know you lose a game, and it's like, oh, we suck, we're the worst in the world. Yeah, and then you win a couple of games, and it's like title challenge back on, yeah. baby. <laughs> Here we go, straight <laughs> to the top. <laughs> yeah, it is really hard. I think for me after this week, my, the change in my mood uh, in relation to Spurs is is completely different uh, in the sense that. I had resigned myself <laughs> <laughs> to a mid-table finish uh, and I started thinking about how um, in the year that uh, Liverpool last challenged or when Leicester won the title, they didn't have any distractions like Europe, you know, <laughs> and that, that's just fine. But uh, now that we've had a good week, uh, that kind of thinking has been thrown out there out the window. So. Things can change very quickly. Very quickly. Very quickly. Yeah. Which is, I guess, in some ways, um, it's nice having so many games that we're playing because mm. if you do lose and then win, it's a short time that you're feeling bad and you bounce back pretty quickly. Yep. Then at the same time, if you go on a, a, a losing streak of five games, yeah, that piles up pretty quickly. It does. <laughs> you feel like you really are getting kicked yeah. uh, kicked when you're down. Yeah. So I think that's why maybe these two results felt like such a relief Um that, you know, it wasn't like, okay, the season's over, the season's done. Mm. Oh, this whole team is not good enough. They should all be, like, fired. Mm. Um, fired? Do they really fire footballers? But anyway, they yeah. should. Sold? Sold, yeah. Delisted? Delisted. Uh, removed? Removed, sent off to the wilderness somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there was, there was, it's nice to go, like, you know what? Uh, it's it's a nice reminder that like, hey, this team actually can play, and yeah, we we do still have some quality players in the team. There are definitely mm-hmm. some holes, but there are still a lot of there's a lot of talent in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's it feels good to be a Spurs fan again. <laughs> it does feel very good to be a Spurs fan again. What did you think if we uh, cast our mind back to uh, how long ago? Oh, in hours, exactly. How many hours has it been since the Burnley game? Um, it would have been, well, uh, minus, minus 24, minus 24, minus, let's just maybe minus another 12 from Mm -hmm. that. And then a few, let's say 40 hours. Let's yeah. Okay. 40 hours. I'm still beaming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm still, I'm still so hyped up from how fun that game was to watch. Um, it was so great to see Bale start in the premier league for, I don't know. Has he started this season at all? I think he did. He started against, who was it? Was it Brighton or someone like that? I, I think he started maybe once or twice, but mm. yeah, nothing of any sort of note yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he did start, I think he was subbed off mm. um, in that. But yeah, this is kind of like the big start. Yeah. Um, sort of coming back in, which was, it was so exciting to see that team sheet. Oh, wasn't it fantastic? I... I was baffled. Every time Mourinho makes a lineup, I'm always trying to fit the players into a 4-2-3-1 because that is his most common lineup. And looking at this one, I was trying to figure out, was Bale going to be playing as a 10? Were we going to play Lucas as a 10? Was Kane just going to start as a 10? And then we were going to play Son up front or like what was going on there? And then when the game started and I realized that it looked like we might have been playing a 4-2-4, I got very, very excited. Uh, and 
that excitement was fulfilled very quickly because we scored in about 90 seconds. So. I know. And admittedly, I was late to starting um, the stream. Yeah. And I, rem- <laughs> I remember you saying, oh, I'm on, I'm watching it. And then I jumped on and it was, you know, a minute into the game. Yeah. And we were already 1-0 up. Mm. And I was like, what? Hang on. <laughs> what has happened here? Mm. Um, and then to see the replays flash up and to see Bale had... Um, Prodded in, I was like, oh, that's just the perfect start. It's phenomenal. Well, this. I, I think it's interesting that having, you know, missed the first minute, you have a lot in common with whoever was calling the game because when Bale scored, they said Bale's first touch of the game. It was not. He <laughs> <laughs> he he start, he got a touch very, very early on, even earlier than that, and he played a really nice pass out to sort of the the left wing. And I remember thinking from the sort of the how strong the pass was and and how directed it seemed. I my first thought was, "Oh, Bale's here. This yeah. is it." I haven't I haven't seen a ball like that by him in the Premier League since he's been back. Yeah, and then uh, he fulfilled <laughs> that prophecy for me very quickly <laughs> with that with that great goal. Did you did you think that with the goal? Did you think that Son meant? to play the past like that? Or do you think that was a mishit? Being myself a believer of the Church of Son. Yes. Um, and everything he does is intentional. I understand. I understand. Could very well have been a mishit. But oh, yeah. it's, it's it's so hard to know. Um, I think when players sort of, you know, are trying to whip it into the box um, in some in some respects. So sometimes you'll see just a tailored ball, mm. um, you know, finding someone at the back post. And you're like, yep, yeah, they've hit that. They've met that. Yeah, uh, but then other times I think it's just a case of like just get it in there mm. and sort of see what happens. So even if they miss hit it a little bit and it ends up, you know, going through to um, slipping through to a player, like it seemed to take the whole Burnley's defense by surprise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they looked it looked like you know half of them were trying to play offside and then the other half were trying to intercept the ball and they just got. I mean, I first of all I agree with you when I first saw Son's pass. I was like, he meant that. And then when Bale scored, I first of all definitely thought it was offside. And then with the replay, it was just such a phenomenal run. Like he timed it so perfectly. It was fantastic to see. Yeah, it was it, like, it was amazing. And I, I think what really sort of um, stood out about to me was it seemed like, all right, this is – a these these are players who have been playing together in a team for a, a, a extended run and they've got like their chemistry through the roof. They're, they're doing that. And it's realistically, that's not the case. Obviously they're training every day and we don't see how they are in training and, and um, they're also getting used to playing with each other then. But to see that it looked like, um, yeah, it just looked so like, like you said, like the run definitely like it looked intentional. It looked like, you know, son, even if it, it wasn't the most intentional pass. Mm-hmm. It's like he just knew that there would be someone making a run in there. Um, and then if not, it would like maybe go through to Kane or someone like that. Mm. So, but it did just look very, very composed and very much in control of the game from a very, very early stage. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was great. And then we had uh, a fantastic celebration uh, straight after that. I, do you think, is, is the bail, is it, is it Wales and, or, because to me here in Australia, W means a winner or win. So every time he does it, I'm like, dude, it's we've got 89 minutes to go. Like, don't don't yeah, go yeah. calling yourself that. Um, yeah. How did you find that little celebration? I love his Welsh mafia. Yeah. Celebration. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I love that it's just taken on its life of its own in a sense that the first I saw of it was on a training ground video. I mm. think we were trying to teach Ben Davies yeah. how to do it. Yeah. And Ben Davies really is struggling to make a <laughs> W and an M. Yeah. Um, and Gareth is there just like, no, I mean, it's just like that. And they need to put it down and do yeah. that. And Ben Davies just can't get it. <laughs> and it gave me a, I was like, oh, Ben, this is, this is not like, this is not looking good for you. Just, if you can't really process what's happening here. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, cool. You know, that's a fun bit. The Welsh boys, they're mm. bonding. That's yep. good. Mm-hmm. Um, I was disappointed to, not to see Joe just yeah. in there as well. Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, cool. They got a bit of a Welsh mafia thing going. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so then in terms of the celebration, I loved seeing that again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all right, well, <laughs> Welsh mafia. Welsh mafia. See, <laughs> I just hadn't, I was like Wales and then the M for McDonald's and I've seen all the social media posts by Spurs with the caption Welsh Mafia and I'm like okay it's <laughs> sure oh I didn't connect at all the fact that he clearly is making that signal when he uh when he celebrates yeah uh, oh definitely and I, I I love it so much that um because like it, it's just so it's so ridiculous mm. like Welsh Mafia like what what's going on there yeah um it's so ridiculous and I just love that image from the game of um Bale there, Son next to him, mm-hmm. Lucas coming in yeah, and Lucas holding up the L. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I thought, you know what? I would have found out what that's all about. So I looked mm. into it yeah. and apparently uh, Bale confirmed after the game. Mm-hmm. He was asked, you know, well, what's what was it with the Lucas? Like what was he doing there? Yeah. And he's gone like, oh, Luke, it was something about Lucas is like, uh, you know, he doesn't like the Welsh mafia thing. He's a bit left out or whatever. Yeah. So he just puts up L for Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> That is the most Lucas thing I have ever heard, ever. But, but at the same time, I kind of like it. Yeah, that he's kind of like, but Bale's got his thing going, and Lucas just comes in, shouldering in, and just putting up an L like oh, Lucas. Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> I think in his mind's eye, Lucas is always doing the L for Lucas yeah. at any given time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just so annoyed that Bale's got all this attention for Welsh Mafia this week. Yeah, but Lucas being like, "Where's all the love been for the L for Lucas? The L for Lucas this whole time." See, again, on my uh, absolute fixation on the W meaning win or winner, <laughs> when Lucas put up the L, I was like, oh, God, he's doing the same for loser. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if, look, if, you're, if you were going down that trade of thought, yeah. maybe it might have made sense to you that, you know, Bale is doing the W for win. Yeah. But then Lucas is trying to bring him back down to earth and go, hey, it's not done yet. L, yeah. we could L. still lose. Yeah. Yeah. Like the players are just communicating in a very, very basic sign language. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what I need is someone else to come up and do a D for, like, Delhi could come up and do a D for, for draw. draw yeah. And then I'd have all three. <laughs> That's what I'm after from a celebration. Something just balanced, you know? It'd be great. I'd love that your confusion would be just like, well, what's, hang on, what's, what do the players think the result's going to be? Yeah. Now everything's in turmoil. Yeah. We'll add a bit more drama back into the game. Yeah, exactly. Let's, let's see. But I, I do just love this notion that players convey the current scoreline if they're winning, losing or drawing just by holding up that. Making, making the letter with their fingers. Yeah. yeah. But I'm so I'm so pleased that you've cleared that up for me because I was confused. Uh totally. And and the other thing I found it too, the mm. uh, Son was actually doing a K. Yeah. For because when Son, I was like, is Son doing some hashtag thing? Is mm. is Son making fun of the this Welsh mafia thing? Yeah. There was also that report that um saying that the the W thing was for Make a Wish. The WM was like for Make a Wish that, oh. that Son and Bale were doing as well. Okay. But um, Son confirmed after the game he was doing a K for to celebrate Korean Independence Day. Yeah, right, okay. 
Um, See, so there we go. Three very separate celebrations. <laughs> a lot going on in that celebration. A lot. I think in terms of celebration so far this season, there's probably been the most moving parts yeah. to actually dissect in that one. Yeah. Because um, normally, you know, when players do their celebrations, like mm. uh, if you remember like, you know, um, a couple of seasons ago, you had like Delhi and Son doing all the handshakes mm-hmm. and everything. Or you'll see like or- orchestrated celebrations where, you know, the, it's the um, polishing the boots mm. or like there's, there was that, um, I think there were a Finnish or Norwegian team who used to do those extremely like ridiculous, but so entertaining. Um, there were these really rehearsed celebrations where one would be like a fish and they'd just be like flopping around on the ground and the other would be tr- another <laughs> yeah, player trying, trying to reel them, in. reel them in. Yeah, I think another week they did like bowling where the t- players like, I love that so much. Um, <laughs> but it seems like usually celebrations are somewhat orchestrated. Yeah. But I love in this one, it's just three players doing their own thing <laughs> and just clamoring over each other. Um, but what stood out to me about it was that um, you know, they're having fun. Yeah. Yeah, they were having fun. Yeah. And that's, and that's a nice thing. Like I don't say that facetiously either. Mm. Like it was nice. Like I enjoy watching Spurs players when it looks like they're having fun. Yeah. Well, I think that's such an interesting point you bring up because last week when I think it was the, after the first or second goal that we considered to West Ham and Mourinho decided to do his mocking of the players, you know, down in the doldrums, walk back after having conceded. They didn't look like they were having fun. And, and there are quite a few times this season where they have not looked like they've been having fun at all. And so this was such a refreshing uh, moment to see them all actually looking like, yeah, we're, you know, we're together in this and we're enjoying ourselves. Oh, definitely. Um, I think as well, Gary Neville mentioned, I think on his podcast, he had a go at Bale saying, you know, like on the sidelines this season, he hasn't looked like he's really into it. He's not, mm. you know, he's kind of smiling and, and doing that and he looks kind of relaxed and, you know, he's not kind of ready to go, all that sort of stuff. But um, I think it's, to me, it just stands out like I would much rather players be sort of calm and be positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just saw like there was so much positivity of that team um, against Burnley um, that it's like, like there's no reason why I don't think you can sort of um, carry like a positive mentality into this sport and not always have to be kind of like gladiators going into um, an arena. Like I get it very much if maybe if it's like, you know, a Champions League final mm-hmm. or if it's like a North London derby mm-hmm. and you see players for the game, kind of with smiles on. I don't know. Maybe in that sense you might want them to be sort of seem a little bit more focused. Mm. Um, but in general, it's like let's just let the players enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Let them enjoy it, especially after, you know, getting off to such a quick start. Like let's keep the good vibe going. <laughs> De- oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, it, it was it was so great. I think um, it was really nice to see, yeah, Harry. Like it's always nice when Harry gets on the score sheet. Mm. I think in games, yeah, um, it kind of makes it just feels right, yeah, yeah, um, and it feels like if he gets his goal, he's also he seems kind of happy, mm. Um, mm. and like I, I don't mean like he's not, I don't, I don't think he's a destructively selfish player, no, but sometimes you can tell in those games where he hasn't scored, mm. he really kind of goes for it, yeah, um, and he'll be sort of trying shots from everywhere, mm. he'll be like he it sometimes maybe overcooking it just a little bit much. Yep. So that's why I think when he scores in games so early on, mm. then I think it almost seems like he's happy to sort of go sit back a bit and, you know, orchestrate things a little bit more mm. Um, and not necessarily need to be sort of leading the line, yeah. you know, trying to find the back of the net. Mm. I wonder if you could tease apart the games where Harry has scored early. Obviously that's a huge factor leading to uh, Tottenham win, but I wonder if there is any significant difference between 
when Harry scores early because I, I agree with you. Like you can tell when he hasn't got his goal, he maybe makes a few decisions that you're like, Harry's that score doesn't do that. Like yeah. he's going for it because he wants that, which is, you know, part of me thinks that's fantastic because he's Harry Kane. That's what he does, right? Like, you know, he he's so driven. But also, you know, if it's a 1-1 one, one or we're down and you're like, oh, I think he's definitely got gotten a lot better. I mean, obviously this season, you know, with all the assists and stuff, like he's, he's been a fantastic playmaker for us. But, you know, in the past he, he definitely had a uh, more of a shoot at any given opportunity uh, regardless of where he was, especially if he didn't have that, have that goal. Oh, definitely. Mm. Uh, I feel like maybe he's grown to sort of trust other – I was going to say trust other players to finish off, but he's grown to trust Son to just finish yeah, off because yeah, um, yeah. he just loves just passing passing it to Son. Mm. Um, but maybe there's a sense of that, that he's he knows, you know, how good Son can be mm. um, and how, you know, Son's got that pace that Harry doesn't have. Yeah. So there's something that, you know, that winning mentality from Kane, mm. um, he kind of he, – he might just sort of put that together and – and he really realizes, like, I can unleash Son. Mm. <laughs> I can make Son the best player he can be. Yeah. And really playing him behind and, yeah. and get him causing some carnage. Mm. And he's really kind of taken to that. Yeah, absolutely. Role. Well, it's interesting you bring up uh, Kane's pace because this second goal where Bale plays a beautiful ball from deep forward to Kane, I when when Harry received the ball and started running, I was surprised with this. I mean, maybe Burnley's centre-backs are just unbelievable like fazio slow like unbelievably slow but i was very surprised with the amount of pace that he uh carried the ball with and obviously the shot was i mean he got a deflection but the shot was still sublime like it was a fantastic shot um but every time i see harry put on a bit of burst of uh, a burst of pace i fear for his ankles but at the same time <laughs> am surprised like it's like watching like i well, i don't know but like watching a, a child walk, walk for the first time i'm like oh wow there he goes Look yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah yeah and then they start like this child starts walking kind of quickly yeah and you're like oh don't ever do it yeah don't. exactly yeah oh, he's no. up <laughs> yeah um uh, yeah. I, I i agree it's like he's he does get called slow, like, and I guess when I was mentioning his like, like lack of pace before, mm. not to call him a slow player, no, but just not to be calling him like a rapid player, no, um, yeah. And I think that it's, yeah, he's not actually that slow. Mm. When he kind of gets going, um, he can definitely hold his own, especially comparing him to say the speed of a defender mm. or your average defender. Mm. Um, which at the end of the day, like you know, the quickest players in the world don't usually go, oh, you know what, I'd like to play centre back. Yeah, so. I think he's definitely got, I think, enough pace to actually cause issues when we get on the counterattack mm-hmm. um, and become a little bit of a problem. Yep. But he just doesn't have that pace to sort of get in behind um, that Son does. And I think that's just the difference between them. Mm. But he, but Harry's not so slow that you can just kind of, um, you know, sit off him. Yeah. Um, and even if, if you do sit off him, he's just going to shoot and, then, <laughs> and sort of bury it. So he's like, he really is just an incredible player. Mm. Um like you said too, with that shot, it did get a deflection. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't I, matter. I think one of the things he's got, uh, like you said, he's not, a, he's not a slow player, but the pace that he does have, if a defender catches him, he's such an athlete. He's so strong that if a defender catches him and tries to body him or whatever, I have 
very little doubt that he won't continue to carry the ball mm. because of how good he is at, at you know, keeping possession. And, and we've seen, you know, great hold-up play from him this year when he's been dropping deeper. Um, yeah, I mean, I I guess the headline of this this game is is Bale, but I also thought <laughs> Kane was fantastic. Well, I think yeah. it's, it's very – look, it always feels good – um, I think as well because Harry, you know, one of our own. Mm-hmm. Um, it always feels good to to sing his praises whenever we get a slight window of opportunity yeah, to do so. Definitely. Um, and I I do agree. It's like he's there's something about him. He's just so determined that mm. he kind of reminds me of um, when you used to play uh, when you used to play football in the like the, the school like at, at lunchtime mm. and you'd have a kick around and there'd be like twenty thirty people yep. running around and you'd always get um, like one person who was just a real athlete. Mm. And they would be running through and like just they would just have that extra determination, just get there, even if their foot skills were not the best. Like they weren't always the fanciest dribbler. They didn't always have all these tricks to pull out. Um, like Harry has no tricks in the bag at all, um, which I love. And mm. I love that he doesn't go for anything. Yeah. Um, it's like maybe the occasional little nutmeg he goes for. But apart mm. from that, it's just that he just determination just gets him through and he yeah. just wants it so much more. Mm. I think that that sort of the fact that he doesn't have those tricks or, you know, he doesn't do fancy footwork or whatever was sort of um, a hindrance to the football world. I mean, and maybe even just the English league coming to terms with the fact that he's a a world-class player because he looks, he doesn't look like a, you know, when he runs around, I mean, now he's got that, he, he does have that kind of charisma about him and maybe that's just because we've seen what he can do. So you're kind of putting that on him, but um, sometimes when, when he receives the ball, I'm like, how did you just get past three players by like, what did you do there? It didn't look like you actually did anything, but you now have the ball and now we're counterattacking. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 It's almost like, um, he does, you hear about a lot of players and they're described as, you know, just doing the simple things well, mm. but those players don't usually end up being the world-class players <laughs> yeah. because they, they kind of, they do a lot of things relatively well, mm. um, but they don't really sort of stand out, yeah. but they're good to have in the team because mm-hmm. they'll sort of fall in line, but he does a lot of that. And then he's just ex- exceptional in a couple of key areas, which just allows him to dominate. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah I, like, I like what you say. This could very easily just be, we, we could just talk for days on Harry Kane yeah. and how wonderful he is. But I think, like you said, like Bale was the real sort of standout mm. from this game. Absolutely. Yeah. He, this is what I imagined we were going to be getting from when he came on at West Ham. Yeah. Um, and we got it now <laughs> <laughs> and it is, uh, well, it was February. It's now March. So we've had to wait a while, but. To see, as I said last week, my real Spurs fandom happened after he left. So he, to me, obviously I watched games in which he played and he looked like a great player, but it was almost this like legend, this mythos of this player, Gareth Bale. Yeah. And this game, and we'll talk about the Wolfsburger game later, but this game especially was like, here he is. Like, wow, this is, he, he just... As opposed to having, and I really like Bergvine, and I, I'm obviously everyone loves Lamella. How could you not? But <laughs> well, there's some people out yeah, there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. But that's, I love him too. Yeah. 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 Um, but he doesn't have what Bale like. The fact that in this game we had another player with the passing and scoring capabilities of Kane, I think was a huge asset and, and really 
shifted. Oh, Burnley are a really good defensive team, you know, historically. Um, and the start of the season wasn't too good for them defensively, but also they've they've had a few good draws and a few a few couple of good wins. But I think the bail factor maybe made them a little bit uncomfortable because then they couldn't. You couldn't just, you know, which has been a criticism of Spurs this year. You couldn't just go, okay, the ball is going to go to Endombele. It will then go to Kane and then Kane will try and find Son. With Bale in the mix, it was like, well, no, we don't know how they're going to travel the ball forward. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, yeah, I guess coming off the Wolfsburger game and, and Bale playing well there, mm. it probably then is a little bit more in Burnley's... Um, you know, in their game plan to be like, all right, hang on, maybe he's starting, <laughs> yeah. he's starting to put something together. We need to worry about him mm. a little bit. I also think, though, that, you know, the media sort of hypes up all this stuff of, you know, Bale's things failing, that, this, that, everything yeah. else. If you're a Burnley, um, <laughs> if you're a Burnley uh, defender, you're not going to be going, oh, you know what, they've, I, I read in the... Uh, I read in the Daily Telegraph that uh, Bale's done, so I'm not going to worry this game. Yeah. Like, they would be panicking playing yeah. against. Like, this is a world-class player. Mm. Um, yes, he's sort of slowed down now. Yes, yeah. he is a bit older. Mm-hmm. But um, he's like, what is what his career is ridiculous and the times he stepped up to perform. So I don't think you, you if you're playing against him, you're going to go, you know what, this is going to be an easy game for me because he hasn't been playing that well mm. recently. Yeah. Um, so I think it, that stuff often gets like really blown up, like right mm. way out of proportion. Yeah, mm. yeah. I I wonder for him whether this is just a the combination of all his fitness work and he's now game fit and um and this is it now. Part of me thinks that leading up to this game, he seemed hesitant to go into challenges, extend himself too far, make those runs like what resulted in the first goal of this game. And I wonder whether there is some kind of uh, anxiety or worry from here, from him to uh, he's, he's con- concerned about his body and maybe it's got to the point where it's like, I need to stay here. I don't want to go back to Madrid. Uh, I need to start performing. I'm not trying to say that it's not that he wasn't motivated before that because I think he was, but the circumstances now, the pressure cooker of it is like, I need to just play and maybe get over this, this hesitancy of this fear um, that I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah. Like I, I definitely think that would be a thing because, mm. you know, he's had quite a few injuries yeah. over his career. And I know personally, like, you know, um, my illustrious footballing background, oh, yep. um, I got a lot of injuries mm-hmm. um, and I know <laughs> like I would be scared to run afterwards after yeah. coming back from an injury. It's like, oh no, the hamstring is going to go again. Mm-hmm. And then it does go. And yeah. then you go, oh, well, what's even happening here? Mm-hmm. But when you like, you know, amplify that by a million, put it on like a professional player who's, um, you know, there's so much pressure on them to p- perform. Yeah, um, It definitely makes sense to me that, you know, you would be a little bit, hesitant about um really pushing yourself um when you haven't been playing regularly for a while at madrid and been sort of in and out of the team Mm -hmm. a little bit and i think it's a good point that you make because we often just think like players are robots and they can just turn things on and do that and everything else yeah but you know psychologically they are just still people Mm. and you know they are susceptible to the same mental things that everyone else is Mm -hmm. um so it does it's no surprise at all yeah I would say I agree with you apart from uh, one particular player and that is L for Lucas Mora <laughs> who has the psychological fortitude of uh, 
I can't think of uh, an analogy here. I, all I could think was Fort Knox, but I was like, that doesn't have a brain. That's a fort. So, <laughs> um, that's just, Maybe that's an analogy we'll understand in about five to ten years. Yeah. It'll come out, that was, that's the best one. Yeah, that's the best one. Um, like uh, like uh, old mate, Blade Runner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just like the goal, he's, every time he scores, and I, this is my problem, not his, I go, oh. He's going to try that again 50 million times and it's not going to work 50 million times because he got this one, uh, this one goal, this one success from it. Having said that, for being one of the shortest players on our team, he's also one of the best players in and around the box when a cross comes in, which credit to him is phenomenal. That's true. And he did finish off that very well. Like I kind of, I sometimes think about Lucas Mora mm. and I think, do you remember that TV show called The Mole? Yes. Okay, so um, if, if anyone doesn't know what it is, basically it's, it was a show where you'd have a team that's trying to compete and win challenges mm-hmm. and there would be a, a planted person on that team who basically is trying to sabotage the team but not get caught. Yeah. So they're going to do like sometimes they'll do bad things but mm-hmm. then every now and then they'll do something really good yeah. to kind of do that. I had a thought that I wouldn't be surprised if it gets revealed after this that Mora is actually a mole yeah. who is on Arsenal's like books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like they're like, all right, Lucas, you just need to get the ball, run around, just don't do anything with it. Yeah. But if, if anyone gets suspicious, yeah, make sure you score a goal every now and then. <laughs> yeah. And I think more to me, it's like he like teeters on that sort of balance where. Um, yeah, you're just like, oh, he's uh, come on, just do something, and then uh, he's uh, he's got, uh, and you just get that internal thing of like, well, he scored. Mm. I need to celebrate this. Yeah, <laughs> I can't hold that. But I, I, I yeah, it's he's he's. I think it's, the consistency is just so all over the place. Really, That's, yeah. Who knows? What's, and he took this goal really, really well. Like, and in the last game, you know, that West Ham header was fantastic. That was a really, really good goal. So that's. Two, so we've got two games in a row where he has scored good goals. So now we've got about 20 games where he runs into <laughs> yeah. cul-de-sacs. <laughs> yeah. We've used up all the good credit for yeah. a little while now. Yeah. I do love though, when he scores, he's, he does genuinely, like genuinely looks so happy. He looks ecstatic. His arms go straight up in the air. It yeah. always looks like it's such a relief for him as well. Yeah. Like I, I, I sometimes wonder with more too, like, you know, he's obviously unless he is a, 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 the mole. Yeah. Um, he's, he is going out there and trying <laughs> to score, but he just doesn't quite get there all the time. So it mm. does look like such a relief when he does score. I think especially in this game, he had that chance before he scored mm. where he went through and he did this touch that went around a player mm. and then he ended up and it was basically one-on-one with the keeper and he um, fluffed that. Yeah. But you just think um, it's like if we just had a player like a Mora or like a Bergwijn, like – one of these players who was just adding an extra, you mm. know, five, ten goals yeah. a season. I think that's really like the support the support staff has been kind of lacking a little bit. Absolutely. Um yeah. That's been a bit of an, a troubling area for mm-hmm. us. Yeah, I agree. We haven't had that I mean, if you look at the stats, there was a point it wouldn't be the same now, but a couple of weeks ago where I think Harry and Sonny had scored it was like seventy percent of our goals, which is bananas and good luck to him like that is that is great but also we need another player that can chip in and hopefully either Lucas has turned a corner yeah. <laughs> or, or Bale's <laughs> going to be that guy yeah oh definitely I think as well when you hear those stats there's always 
you know, they're the stats you kind of choose to ignore. Yes. But then you'll praise the flip side stats of like, well, Harry and Kane have got more assists to each other than anyone <laughs> like ever, I think, yeah. at the moment, or they're one off that yeah. For, yeah. for like a league season. And we'll praise that stat. But yeah. then when someone turns around and goes, well, that actually means that they've scored 80% <laughs> of your goals. Yeah. Like, no, nah, well, oh, we don't have to talk about stats yeah, anymore. Stats <laughs> don't really matter anyway. <laughs> it's how you feel it's, about yeah, it. It's how you feel. Uh, have you ever played the game? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, we yeah. we can be very selective oh, with yeah. with the stats that we like to sort of um, that we like to bring up. Like I think it was during one of these games this week that um, one of the commentators said that Spurs had played the most games out of any team in the top five European leagues this season. Wow! So that's a stat that I'm going to be bringing out when oh, absolutely if we're looking a bit sluggish, yeah, to make myself feel better. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we have played more games than anyone, so that's why we're sluggish so today. Yeah. I I am glad that you have told me that because I will now be using that to justify. <laughs> Please go on, yeah. take it with you. Use it, use it in unspurs related circumstances. Use it whenever you want to. Funny, <laughs> you see, you were late for work. Well, I mean, Spurs have played more. <laughs> they played more games than anyone else in the top five European leagues. So, well, that's a good point, Barney. As you were, <laughs> yeah, you get a raise. Um, I think this game, I felt like, especially by the time that Mora had scored which was, you know, I think it was about 30 minutes into the first half, I was like, this is going to be an absolute rout. We're going to absolutely belt them. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, obviously 4-0 is a fantastic result and that is that is a belting. But I was sort of licking my lips for, you know, like a 7 <laughs> or an 8. Did you think that, <laughs> did you think that Pope... Uh, We've been linked with Pope from Burnley um, for a little while and I read a couple of things from a few uh, people on Twitter saying, oh, well, Pope wasn't that good because he conceded four goals to us. But I thought that it was largely because of him. He made a couple of really good saves that it wasn't, that it wasn't more. Oh, it easily could have been more. Yeah. Like if you look at that goals, Bale's goal at the start, mm. if we play the <laughs> – the popular quiz game, yeah. uh, was it Pope's fault? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, goal number one with Bale, not Pope's fault at all. Defense has no. stopped. Yep. Um, and Bale prods it. There's nothing Pope can do there. Yeah. Goal number two, um, Harry, deflection. Yeah. Goes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're getting it. Are we on a Burnley podcast now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pope did nothing wrong. Pope did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. This is like just for our Burnley fans that might have listened, just tuned in somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we want to give you a little something. Mm. Um, Pope did nothing wrong. Um, Lucas, Lucas' goal, Pope did nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, and Bale's goal at the end. Pope did nothing he wrong. He didn't really do anything <laughs> wrong there, did he? <laughs> yeah. I mean, on that, that has got to be one of my favourite goals of the season, that second bail goal was vintage to me. It was just like vintage. The way, I mean, the ball from Sonny was fantastic. Um, and it's great to see him. I thought he ha- he didn't score, but I thought Sonny actually had a really, really good game. Oh, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that ball to bail was great. And I was concerned when Sonny had it because I was like, he's not going to pass. Um, but he did. And then Bale put that, uh, put that right in there, <laughs> and uh, there was a there was a comment by Mourinho afterwards, uh, and he, he said something like, "Oh well, uh, you wouldn't see a player with no confidence uh, score a goal like that." Um, 
you know, he took it and he scored. So, and I was like, Bale's back. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Jose. Bale is back. Bale's back. That's what yeah. we take from that. Yeah. Um, I, that, that was such a composed finish oh, yeah. and it was just such, like that's a clutch operator right there mm-hmm. that he just comes in and like you say, it's off the, like some people say, oh, might say it's off the post, it's a bit likely to go in, but that was placed. Yeah. Like perfectly, like that was just, well, like I say, that was like watching like a work of art in terms of that ball from Son um, was great. And it's like, I, I always love a bit of an outside of the foot pass as well. There's oh, yeah. something that looks a bit weird about them, mm-hmm. but I always just love them when they yep. just go straight through. And then just the finish was just taken so well. Mm. So Bale's back. <laughs> yeah, Bale's back. <laughs> um, and then after that goal, we got, I think it was like 10 minutes of what I've been seeing to be named Shag. <laughs> Son, uh, Harry, Ali, and Gareth. Um, and I wish we had seen more um, of that combination because I think they are our best attacking players all on the pitch at the same time. And in that setup, that 424, they all have that, uh, they've all got sort of the attacking freedom to, to, to attack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically. Um, but we only got. You know, such a brief period, and then um, Saint Eric Lamella came yeah. on. <laughs> but uh, did that get you excited? That the the shag? Uh, yeah, de- <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, the shag got me very excited. Um, and I think on, you know, not to go on about Bailmore, but just on that point of, um, which I think we read earlier is like it finally feels like you know we got so hyped for Bale is back at the start of the season, and this feels like this is the Bale that we thought. We were getting, yeah. Um, so that feels so. I think that's why it feels so good because mm. it's like it has been a longer payoff, but it feels so good to have been so excited about him returning and then seeing him play that well. So you already know that Kane and Son were playing well, yeah. Bale in there, and now Ali's kind of the one who's started to definitely rediscover some form. Mm. So if you get Ali back in form as well, yeah, then I'm all up for Shaq. Yeah. Yeah, shag, shag, shag. shag. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. And I think it's it's also like there's so if you look at that that they, they are so hard to mark because you've got player like Harry Kane mm-hmm. who's not playing like a conventional number nine. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Delhi if he's playing in behind, he's not playing like a conventional number ten. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of movement between those two. They both have like good height as well. Um, so it's not like it's very hard, I think, to predict if you're defending who's going to be doing what. Yeah. Because um, just as easily Kane could sort of push forward and uh, Delhi could be dropping back. Mm-hmm. Delhi could make a run in, Kane could drop back. Like that it's it's so dynamic in how the movement could happen there, mm-hmm. um, which I think is what's really exciting to see that. And then if you've got Cam, um, sorry, Son and Bale on either <laughs> side of that. Yeah. I mean, it's like whilst they're trying to work out what to do with Ali and Kane in the middle, um, you've got two elite finishes. Yeah. And that's the important thing that, Whilst they do um, balance onto our speed, they are elite finishers as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that if that starts working, that's the that's the dream. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about? Can they sort of roll that lineup out against teams that maybe are going to have more to offer going forward? Because for me, Lucas's role in that attacking band was was that he does track back. He's quick. Uh, he defensively. In when he was on, was you know he was an option defensively. He was actually defending, um, and out of those four, out of Delhi, out of Shag, there maybe isn't 
someone that is going to be covering as much as when you've got one player like Bergvine's been doing for us all season or uh, Mora did during that game or Lamella did when he came on. Is it going to leave us too open at the back, especially given how our defence has been going this season? I feel it kind of depends on how we want to play. Okay. So I like I feel like if we want to go out and attack, mm-hmm. I don't think it leaves us too open. Yep. Because our game plan is not then based around sitting back and defending. Yep. Um, and I think it does definitely like it does still leave us a little bit more open. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to go out and say, hey, we want to actually have more of the ball. Yep. And we want to be playing like we're going to push the other team back. They're going to be concerned. They're mm. going to not push forward as much. Mm. Like teams against us all season, their fullbacks have been very happy to push forward. Yeah. Um, because they know that um, if they do push forward, they're not really going to have to like track back mm. so much. Yeah. Um, so I, I, because we're sitting so deep. So yep. I guess what I mean is like, even though we do like to play on the counter, they do kind of think that, you know, there's a few chances that we might get to break through, but for mm-hmm. most of the game, we're not really going at them down the wings yep. and causing them a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I kind of, I'm hopeful that this starts getting translated into um, fixtures when we do play. Um, teams that we would deem to be more threatening mm-hmm. um, to see how it goes. Um, it's really hard to tell, I think, with with Jose um, yeah. in terms of what he what he wants to do and in terms of what he said about the style when we were playing more defensively versus playing, you know, a more attacking brand where he comes out and says, oh, you know, this is how we want to play. Mm. Um, so I think it's really – it's just really hard to tell mm. how much faith Jose really has – I, I guess in the team to play a little bit more openly. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like now what I'm very happy about is Ndombele playing deep. Yeah. Because he just looks incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in there. Yeah. Um, and I think he did a lot of, he made a lot of really nice passes in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have like a man of the match performance or anything like no. that, but he made a lot of um, really nice passes. And he's just so, like, he's so unorthodox in how he twists and turns and mm-hmm. moves. And you just see, he just shakes players. Like without even trying, like yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. he's the sort of player you watch, and you know a little bit how Dembele used to do, mm-hmm. where players would just get nowhere near them. Yeah. Um, and so I think like, you know, the question there is just that you know can Dembele then do the defensive duty that Jose wants him to do? Mm-hmm. And I think if he if it turns out that he can, then we probably are going to see a little bit more license to play a little bit more attackingly. I I certainly hope so. I thought. And he's had some absolutely horrendous games this season. But I thought Davison Sanchez was fantastic. Um, and it reminded me a lot of how uh, one might play on FIFA if you were just trying to absolutely batter your opposition and then any time they got the ball forward, you just wanted to in- intercept it as quickly as possible and give it back to your attackers. And I wonder whether he benefited in this game because we didn't just sit back and try and absorb as much pressure as we could to spring a counterattack. He had uh, more of a, I, I guess he was able to like rest his brain. <laughs> like, you know, because I can imagine it would be, it would be exhausting to, you know, have to concentrate when you're just getting, you know, pummeled for 70 minutes to launch a couple of counterattacks. And I thought he was a, much more effective in this, in this game. And given Burnley don't have their two best strikers uh, and, um, they didn't really offer anything. Remember the stats, Barney, before when we say some stats we choose to ignore? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's one of them. Those facts, yeah. those facts we'll put in that same yeah. basket. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
To me, that was a full-strength Burnley team yeah, for the yeah. sake of the argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely do agree with what you're saying about um, Sanchez though. and the defence as a whole, that like it is easy to you know um, criticise the defence a lot and say that they're making mistakes and making mistakes. Yep. But when they are getting battered for 90 minutes, mm. um, like in some of those games against you know Arsenal, Liverpool, you know those sort of things, like um, like it it would take a lot of like mental um, concentration for the whole game. Mm. It's like they might not be getting as tired physically, but mentally they've got to be switched on every single second. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do agree. It's like, you know, Sanchez was not under as much pressure. I also think in this game he had his dad next to him. Yep, he did. Um, so it wasn't just two boys playing at the back. Yep. And I think that makes a lot of difference. Like even though Toby is definitely slowed down mm. a lot, he's definitely hunching over yeah. a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it's kind of like he's... He looks like he's, you know, that hunch. It's like a uh, like something you'd have if you're sort of reaching old age. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's there's maybe some stability mm. <laughs> in there. Um, now we're down. Da- we're and also probably gives Sanchez um, a bit more license to actually try and play a bit more aggressively, mm-hmm. um, knowing that sort of Toby's going to be sitting back a little bit um, and 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 you know just calmly kind of uh, sort of pull the shots a bit more. Yeah. 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 I agree. I think. Well, I theorized that maybe Toby, who I assumed wasn't maybe the most vocal defender, but having seen, you know, Dyer's best games are when he's next to Toby and it looks like Sanchez's best games are when he's next to Toby as well. And I always assumed Lloris was the one that was communicating the most, but both of them look so much better when Toby's there. And it could be that Toby is relaying instructions or telling people where to stand, um, and so just even for that, I think despite the fact that he's, he's hunching, he's slower, I think just that – and I hate that I'm saying this because that's the reason Joe Hart is our second keeper, but, <laughs> but his communication I think is super, 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 super important. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think that really sort of shows. Um, mm. It really shows. And, you know, we've said it before about our previous games that, you know, when when it is just Darren Sanchez at the back – you're not filled with confidence. No. Um, and it does like, they're still sort of relatively young ish. Mm. Um, I know they're kind of, you know, mid twenties, but relatively youngish for a sort of like a, a lot of center backs sort of, you know, reach their peak later than other players mm. anyway. Um, so they're still relatively young. Um, and it just seems like they're not really in control, even though you do look, you do see shots of dire and he's shouting a lot and, mm. and trying to do that. It's like, they still just haven't quite like, you know, um, learnt the craft. Mm. Um, and I think there is a lot more craft when you're sort of defending because you've got to be a lot wiser than things and because any mistake can potentially costs you. Yeah. Whereas if you're a forward and, or a winger, you can go out and miss a shot five times and you, you know, you'll get criticized for missing, but it's not going to result in, you know, a loss usually. Yeah, 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 that's very true. D- did you think that uh, the fullbacks – which we played, which are our definitely our first choice fullbacks in Region and Aurier, make such a massive difference <laughs> in terms of. Uh, well, I mean, obviously Region is, in my opinion, a much better player than than Davis, and I just think with Aurier as well, because they've got that forward thrust, which we haven't seen at a Doherty and uh, Davies, I don't think has. <laughs> It it just gives us another dynamic going forward, but also in their recovery, they are able. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just talking about Reggie here. <laughs> <laughs> they are able to get round and and uh, and recover when they have moved up forward. Um, 
yeah, I thought both of them had pretty good games. Yeah, and it was great seeing, I think, both of them back um, mm. in there. And there was, yeah, it's like, Aria, it's hard to argue to say that he is a world-class um, fullback. No. I think like he's can be real, really culpable of some horrendous mistakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. But also, sometimes he's not that bad. Um, sometimes he does a decent job. Um, Region is, he's got like, I, I just love how he's just, he just runs nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of reminds me of, um, Luis Mendoza from the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> who was just all about speed. Didn't quite know how to control it yet and mm-hmm. couldn't really stop. And I think Region's a little bit like that, that yep. he's still so up and down. And I think as he keeps going, he'll, he'll probably better get a better grasp of when actually to really go and use that, that, um, that pace that he has when to sort of sit back a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And do that, but I, at the moment, I love it that he's just sprinting up and down and going crazy down that wing. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's like he just—he doesn't care. He runs, he loses the ball, and or he like he overruns it, and he just turns around and just sprints back and yeah, and gets in. So it's kind of like that youthful naivety of yeah. him is—it's fun to watch. I it think. is really fun to watch. Yeah, um, I was very surprised that uh, Delhi didn't start this game. Well, maybe I wasn't surprised given the history of him and Mourinho and what's been going on this year. But I thought his uh, game in the Wolfsburger game, his game in the Wolfsburger <laughs> game, uh, yeah, was great. He was really good, um, and he came on at about sixty minutes from memory, um, or maybe a little bit later. And by that point, I think Spurs looked like they were sort of playing. They'd gone down to second gear, and and Burnley had sort of resigned themselves to to the loss, and so he didn't get to sort of play in the in the heat of the yeah. early game. But I still thought he was. I still thought he was fine. Like I thought he was. He he put in a good shift. He's definitely looking a lot better. Mm. Um, I would really be disappointed if we don't see Delhi start against Fulham. Yeah, me after too. that, mm. like if he's then on the bench again, mm. you kind of almost go, okay, what does this guy have to do? Yeah, to get in Mourinho's good books. Yeah, like it's because it's almost like it's farcical at that stage. Yeah. Um, like I, I do think in the past, you know, he hasn't been playing that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if all of the criticism towards him, mainly by Mourinho. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting when a manager is way more critical of a player than fans usually yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when a lot of fans are like, hey, let's get them back in. And mm-hmm. the manager's like, no, this guy sucks. Yeah. Um, but I think that, he, you know, he's started to play better. Mm. He's <laughs> obviously in, in the Wolfsburger game. Mm. Um He's got to start some games now, even to get a barometer of where he is. Yeah. Let's see where he's at. Mm. All right. Let's see if he's, um, you know, if the form is coming back. Mm-hmm. Play him in a couple of Premier League games. Yeah. Like, what have we got to lose now? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just give him a run. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I guess it seems like a good point to start talking about his performance against Wolfsburger, which yeah. was his best game in recent memory. I can't remember. Um, another performance by him that was so uh, complete, uh, dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was fantastic to see him get out there and and affect the scores, affect the outcome. You know, it felt like he was everywhere. Uh, it, it was great, and it, it wasn't just the goal, which was the great thing. Um, like the goal was like incredible, mm. obviously. But what was really nice to see, well, it, it wasn't just that he pulled out that goal and then did nothing for 89 minutes. Yeah. Um, he was, like you said, he was all over the place. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, sorry, 
when you say all over the place, it's it's one of the things. It's like it could be used positively or negatively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very positively, he was, um, he was he looked like he wanted to be in control of the game. Mm. Um, and I think sometimes in the past he's looked like, you know, he'll get it out on the wing and he'll just kind of try and not make someone won't really sort of like put his big boy pants on, mm-hmm. um, and and sort of do much there. But I I think you're right. Like he was he looked he looked up for it and he was yeah. he looks like he's really starting to to find some rhythm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought he looked up for it <laughs> all over the place. All over the place, Delhi versus all over the place, Lamella are such different <laughs> concepts. Like uh, that is Lamella's constant state of being, whether I feel like you're right. And all over the place, Delhi is is a good, like just in the way, the style that he plays, that that's uh, that's a good Delhi game. Um, I, yeah, I, I, it felt like, like you said, he was, in charge or he was, you know, bossing the game, um, which even, you know, in the peak Poch Delhi years, you wouldn't really say that of him. It, you know, he was making great runs off Kane or, um, you know, he was involved in the build-up in the final third and he does something special and we score. But this to me felt like this is, you know, the play's going through him uh, he seems to sort of be directing all of our good moves in this game, um, which was really cool to see. Yeah, I think you're right too. Like previously, I guess maybe with Ericsson being in there, mm. it was kind of left a bit up to Ericsson to kind of, um, you know, I think what a Poch, Poch called him maybe like the metronome for the yeah. team. And um, like he was kind of doing a lot of that mm. sort of work. But yeah, I, I definitely think like Ali's kind of, like if he can keep going on the path that he is, um, he could re- play a really nice role yeah. Um, in that team because he actually does have quite a nice range of passing. Mm. Um, and I guess like it feels like we haven't really covered his goal, but I mean his goal has been covered so much everywhere that yeah. it's just incredible. Yeah, um, but it was that, phenomenal. But that ball that he played through to Vinicius for that, for the second goal, mm. like that was that was like inch perfect. Yeah. Um, and I just loved seeing Big Carlos just – just get on the end of that and put it away. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm such a Vinicius fan right now. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think he is the best striker that we have. Maybe, well, bar Lorente, but also that was like the shambling corpse of Fernando Lorente <laughs> that we received. And, you know, the corpse did some phenomenal things. Uh, the corpse did. I like that he's got the nickname, the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? like the fact that one of his goals was like, arguably, I would not say, you know, a handball, like a hip in in that city game, another one of those facts that we choose to uh, yeah, under the rug. Yeah. <laughs> um, apart from you know, he probably had a greater effect maybe on the season. We don't know what Vinicius is going to do, but he's like we've signed so many duds, and then we had Harry come through, and then to find a backup to Harry, you know, we had Jansen with that big booty. <laughs> <laughs> Jansen definitely looked like a Sunday footballer. Yeah, what? Like he just not at no stage did he look like an an, an athlete. Yeah, when he was even playing for us. close. Like it was it was baffling <laughs> as to how we ended up with him. But yeah, Vinicius looks great, and you know I hope I, I know that I think the buyout or well, the clause to buy more is is like forty million pounds or something like that, which is really expensive. And you wouldn't, you know, if you wouldn't pay that now. But also, like, he's looked really good. Wouldn't you pay that now? I don't know if 
if you would. I'd like, like to have a splash. Yeah, you would. Like I'm, I, I totally. I think you are. Like you are correct here. Mm. But I think I'm just getting a bit excited. In, I hope that we play. Like we yeah. keep him because there there are some signs there that it's like he could be a very good striker. Mm-hmm. Um, you're hundred percent right. Like we wouldn't pay that out, but I really, I just want that to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if we were playing on football manager and I had the money to spend, I would spend it right now. Yeah. But I know real world 40 million pounds is a lot yeah. <laughs> to, to sort of, uh, to splash out on your backup striker effectively. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just think if you imagine that we signed him for 40 million pounds this season, I think it casts a very long shadow over everything that he's done, whether because he's on loan and he's this young guy that sort of no one really expected anything from the season he's, he's had, is, and it is really good, but I think the pressure on him had he cost that money would sort of really affect how we perceive what he was doing. You know, like his goals, you know, two goals in this game would be like, well, well he should be scoring them because he cost <laughs> 40 million pounds. Um, I I would really hope that he would stay around. They could work something else out, but also, I, yeah. You can't <laughs> I see it happening. I can't see it happening. It no. almost seems like it would have to be a case of, if Kane did go mm. and say City did come in, offer silly money, mm. um, let's say we miss out on Champions League, mm-hmm. we miss out on winning anything mm-hmm. this season, yep. I think that it gets to a point where Harry's like, look, I've given a lot. Mm. Um, and then if Man City, <laughs> you know, go on a 5,000 game winning streak and yeah. go, hey, we want you to come in, we want to win Champions League with you, it's tough for Kane to go, you know what, I need to stay with Spurs. Like, yeah. I, so I can kind of... I kind of see that if we were to spend the money on Vinicius, it would probably have to be that he was impressing enough that we think that he could really be a crucial part of the team moving forward mm. if Kane were to go. Yeah, yeah. That just – the thought of Kane – like I understand that obviously he wants to win something. Yeah. And if City came in and offered silly money and he was like, well, you know, I'm getting – this is probably my last big contract. I'm going to go. It's still – there's still a part of me that's like traitor, <laughs> you know, when he's given so much, it's like so unfair. But <laughs> yeah. It'll hurt if it yeah. happens. It'll definitely hurt. Mm. I don't want to play it off that it's like, yeah, cool, you know, he's got to go, he's got to go, man. <laughs> yeah. um, I totally agree. Like, mm. it'll be very painful when it does happen because um, I guess we'll feel we'll almost feel that as a club we've failed him. Yeah, yeah. And like, we've had so there's been quite a few years now where we've had to like. Uh, like he's always spoken about, if the team matches my ambition, I'm staying. Yeah. And so it will feel that we've kind of missed that opportunity mm. and we haven't really followed through on that. Mm. So I think there'll be a, like a little bit of an element of like, oh, he's a traitor for leaving. Mm. But there'll also just be this sinking sadness of like, oh, we mistreated him. Like we didn't, yeah. um, you know, oh, we didn't like give him what, what what he wanted. We we didn't support him in the way that he, mm. he probably, you know, deserves to be mm. in terms of the quality of player that he is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll have to see what happens with him. Hopefully he stays. Hopefully he stays. And hopefully in some way Vinicius stays because mm. I think he had a really good game um, here. And I, the thing I like too is in the jumping ahead in the game to the last goal. Mm. Like I love, I love seeing Scarlett come on and sort of um, press, win the ball back. And then Scarlett could have kept going. Yeah. And you see in the replay, Scarlett was like, it looked like he was intending to keep running with the ball. Mm. But I love that like... Vinicius just comes in and just just goes no 
and just f- buries it. Yeah, absolutely um, buries it. Yeah, and it felt like almost it's like it's like your big brother coming mm. in and going like, no, my turn. Yeah, your turn will come. Mm. Um, yep. And I liked seeing that hunger from from Carlos, just going like, no, I don't care, Dane. If you're like, you know, the hotshot that everyone's talking about, yeah, being a club legend in 10, 15 years. Yeah. It's, he's just come in and knocked him out of the way. Just go, yep, no, I'm going to finish this off. I mean, for one season, yeah. I'm finishing this off. You're right about it. It felt like uh, you as the younger brother, like getting to the final Bowser boss fight in Mario <laughs> and there's one hit left and you're about to do it and you, he pulls the controller off you and he's like, mine. Right. <laughs> and just takes all the credit yeah, for it. it and all just, the credit for it. Yeah, because it could have been like, you know, Vinicius could have like moved out of the way. He could have played a nice little back heel to like Scarlet or something. Yep. Scarlet would have gone through, scored his first like senior Spurs goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then he becomes the next hot thing. Yeah. But like you say, it's like the the, the brother comes in, he's like, No, I'm I'm rescuing Peach. Yeah. <laughs> She's my girlfriend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Peach is my girlfriend. Um But I feel like Mourinho will like that hunger that has come through. Yeah. I um, think he will too. I think it was a point about Mourinho. I've noticed this, and after my comments on him last week, mm. I don't know if you noticed this as well. Mm. He's polished up a lot. He has polished up a lot. He's got a haircut, yeah. and he's back to his little puffy vest. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's back. He's. It's like he's. I don't know if he's starting to believe again. Yeah, that something could start to be happening. But mm. I noticed in both the Wolfsburg game and the Burnley game, mm. um, it looked like he was taking care of himself. Yeah, it's. It, yeah, Mourinho outfit watch. He looks good. It's. It's funny. <laughs> The haircut suits him. It looks it, it looks, looks great. great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember under Poch, there was I started noticing this pattern where if we were playing a uh, top six side or you know someone that was uh, that he decided was on the level, he would wear a suit to the game. Yeah, and other teams he would wear he would just wear the team track track yeah. suit. <laughs> Like he would just look like he'd walk straight off the training ground, didn't really care. And it's interesting to me that Mourinho doesn't do that, but it's more, he just looks more and more decrepit. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we start doing well, he cleans himself up. Oh, totally. It looks like, yeah, he could either look like he's just, you know, been deranged and locked in his basement for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Or it could look like he's about to, you know, do a high fashion like catwalk yeah. <laughs> in Paris for... The weekend, which I like. And I guess on the fashion point too, um, I'm just going to get your thoughts on this. Mm. The, uh, watching Spurs in white. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Oh, why can't we just wear it all the time? Like why can't we just wear the all white kit? Yeah, it's it looks so nice. Like it to me it feels like you're getting dressed up. Like mm. I like how it, it's kind of cute in a sense getting dressed up for your Europa League. Yeah. <laughs> like midweek, you know, it's it's like this dinner date thing mm. and it's kind of like them putting on their little tuxes. Mm. Um, it just looks, there's just something so nice that, and I love that we only change like one part of the kit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it's, I know sometimes socks change between, you know, different colors based teams, but like I just love that it's, it's not like, oh, we've got a European home shirt. It's like, no, nope, same shirt. Yeah. Uh, we just wear white shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, and there's something so nice about it, which yeah. is, and it it gets you really into that mood. Um, I think of like you know you're watching a European game, mm. and I don't know what that does to you sort of mentally, but it changes it a little bit. Yeah, and it I makes agree. it a bit more fun. Of it seems like it's a bit more adventurous, mm-hmm. uh, maybe. But that's what I. It's particularly watching this game, and especially as we were just you know strutting our stuff and sort of dominating it. Yeah, as we should have. Yeah, um, it was. I've just had that thought. It's just so nice. Um, I love that we do this. Yeah, yep, I agree. I think it's such a nice – I mean, it looks brilliant, and as I said, it would be great 
to wear it all the time, but also that would take away the specialness of when we do wear it. Um, yeah, I think it's a really nice touch. Did you find uh, this week, Burnley was uh, 1 a.m. our time here in Melbourne, and then obviously the Europa was 4.55, uh, I think, or was it 3.55? I can't remember. But in terms of the anger scale of if we're not playing well, like for me, 11, I'm mad if we play badly. One, I'm a bit madder. And then (laughs) by the time it gets to about 4am, if I'm up and watching the game, uh, it's like Tottenham have organised a poison (laughs) and sent it halfway across the world, dressed it up as some kind of delicious cake. I've eaten it. (laughs) And the note at the bottom says, uh, stuff you all. (laughs) So... I love so much that like your starting point of this is like mad. <laughs> yeah, I start. Yeah, which yeah, is I'm great. Mad. It's great. It's yeah. great. Uh, I feel the same way as you do. Yeah, like it's that um, it's that infuriating notion of like this team owes us more because we're staying up late. Yeah, you did this on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're you're doing this to me personally. Yeah. Why yeah. are you poisoning Barney? Yeah. <laughs> Stop poisoning Barney. Why did you send the cake? Yeah. It's. <laughs> um, but it's it's something too that like when it goes really well. It's like you get in this weird haze that yeah. you're up like middle of the night, you yep. know, 3, 4 a.m., whatever it is, and you're just in this weird haze of like, oh, if, it almost feels like you're getting a massage just because mm. you're just sitting there just relaxing like, oh, we're, yeah, we're winning this, we're, we're going through. Um, it felt a little bit, I, I do think, with the, with the Europa game though that like I've got a, I don't know, I don't know if this is a suggestion that would be taken seriously by uh, FIFA or UEFA, but I kind of feel like when there's games like this, when we're up 4-0, in the second leg, right? Mm. Even let's wind it back a bit. We're up 3-0. We're up 2-0. The, team, the other team's not coming back from that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be an idea that the other team could throw in the towel? Mm-hmm. Like, as in, I mean, there's a little podium on the side of the pitch. Oh, literally throw in the towel. Yeah, they put yeah. a little podium on the side of the pitch, put yeah. a towel on it. Yeah. And then at any stage, the the manager, either manager can come in, mm. grab the towel, throw it on the pitch. And that's like resigning the game. Because mm. you have other games where you can resign, like, now they think about it, chess is really probably the only one. <laughs> or boxing? That, that, that's like throwing boxing. In the towel. You can yeah. throw in the towel. Yeah. Oh, and they actually do throw it in the towel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. This idea is not mine. Yeah. <laughs> I've stolen this from boxing. From boxing. And probably like, um, and probably the NFL has something similar. And also probably from the movie Basketball, something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, but I just sort of thought about this. It's like this game is sort of done. Like we don't need the last 30 minutes of this, even though it's mm-hmm. nice to watch us sort of, you know, swan around and do that yeah but like given how many games we're playing i thought it'd just be nice for, to like have a, a way that you can you know uh, keep some dignity as a losing team and mm. and just resign and be like you know it's not our day um let's move on let's mm. both clubs let's focus on the next game let's mm-hmm. not get players injured because mm-hmm. that's also my fear when even if we're up in a game like this it's like well, there's no chance of us losing yeah i'm like i just fear that bale is gonna yeah. overextend Ooh, to try and yeah to try and get another goal or mm. something like that, or or Vinicius is going to try and do that to get his hat trick, um, but yeah, look, it's it's not as as an original idea as I thought it was. <laughs> would you, uh, would you, in that uh, fateful game to which Bayern Munich beat us seven two, would you have wanted us to throw in the towel? Um, that was the first leg, so I guess. Oh, in in that game, yeah, I am. Like Mourinho, can you throw in the towel at halftime? 
Yeah, right. Like yeah. maybe the rule is that you can't throw in the towel before halftime. Mm-hmm. So halftime is the earliest possible yeah. time that you can throw it in. Mm. Um, that seems fair to the team that's winning because mm-hmm. if you're really pumping them, like it's like how many goals can you score before halftime and then yeah. you're going to resign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, what I like about that is that you said – Mourinho, but it was final day's potch. So in that scenario, Mourinho comes down from the stands, throws the towel in, and then that is also the changing of the managers. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Dramatic. So we'd probably have to have different colored towels to represent mm. what the different yeah. things. Oh, you're saying Mourinho comes down and grabs Potch's towel. And he throws it. He has, I'm not sure whether he owns his own towel. It's something Isn't BYO that- towel? <laughs> Yeah, it's something that I will work the logistics <laughs> out of. I, I'm sure there's a system that we can come up with here. I like yeah. it. Sorry, I'm so invested in this idea that anything you say about it, I'm like, oh, Barney's buying into it. This is, <laughs> this is, he thinks this has got some legs. Let's work out all the proper details yeah. because yeah. we need to know them. Yeah, we do. I mean, if we're going to put this to UEFA, FIFA. We which we to, are. Yeah, which we are. We need to come in with a dossier of towel etiquette. Exactly. Different colours, different types of towel. You know those sand repellent beach towels? <laughs> but maybe <laughs> they could have some kind of special meaning. I don't know. I love the idea that the ref has to go over and feel the texture of the towel to, to understand oh, exactly what the meaning is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. That's uh, what you... Okay. Changing of the manager. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. So maybe the, all the towels are the same colour, yeah. but they just have different textures. Totally. Yeah. If, Let- it's, <laughs> if it's like a really old, crusty... Uh, beach or pool towel. It's like Roy Hodgson's taking over. <laughs> <laughs> like each manager has their own specific towel. Yeah. yeah. And then mm. it also like this. Actually, this could have been used because remember when um, Martin Joel got sacked. Yeah. At halftime, mm. that's Levy. Just yeah. he's uh, sitting up in the director's box. He's launching a towel. Yeah. Yeah. He's got one of those towel cannons. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? If you're a manager, you, you work and like the, the chairman's just sitting up there with a towel cannon and you're just like, I, I, it could be any moment. Oh, the pressure. The pressure. <laughs> the pressure. Oh, I hope it's soft and fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> and not one of those sand repellent beach ones. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So we solved world football. <laughs> Done. That's it. Yeah. We made it a much more of a gentleman's game. Yeah, that is. It is definitely a gentleman's game. It is. Um. The one goal we haven't spoken about in the Wolfsburger game was the Gareth Bale goal, which was a gentleman's goal. That, that was. Yeah. That was. <laughs> it was very similar to the goal he scored in the Burnley game. Uh, that excellent that excellent curve. Um, yeah. It looks so nice. And it's, it's often that, that shape as well is something that you see so many shots that um, – where you, players do try and sort of curve it in like that. Mm. Um, and they so often go wide and because yeah. it is tough to hit that mm. and actually get it to sort of curve around. But it's like, it's so beautiful yeah. to see that. Like it, that was perfect. Mm. Like, and I think it's, what's really nice to see is that he's done that against Wolfsburger. He's done that against Burnley in two games done. Like I know one was kind of top corner. One was in off the post, but both were so confident. Yeah. And you can just tell it's like, all right, this is someone now who is actually finding that consistency mm. um, because he's done, it's doing it back to back Yeah, in different exactly. games. And now, you know, you have also the confidence now if you pass it through to him, you're like, you know that he's going to score. So that's that causes such a scramble for the defense as well yep. to do that. So exactly. it was... Oh, I'm just. I'm. Can we just talk about Bale for another five hours, please, and just <laughs> yeah. enjoy this moment? You know what's going to happen. 
Don't he, say it. He's going to be injured. Like no. he's definitely. I saw someone tweeted. It was like Jonathan Law or someone said, um, interviewing Gareth Bale. He limped over here, and I was like, "You prick! Like, <laughs> don't say that. Are you serious? Like, oh, it's yeah. like every sort of Spurs supporter's nightmare. Mm. I think in the Burnley game when he Gareth Bale looked like he was moving a bit gingerly. Mm. I think you messaged me and said, "Oh no, Bale's Bale's limping." Yeah, and then like a minute later. Oh no, he looks okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was such a thing that like I received that message. I'm like, my heart stopped. I'm watching. I'm like, oh no, what, what did I oh no, please, 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 please. And then you see him just like, you know, run after a ball again. You're like, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank all, God for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know. I feel like there's, you know, the narrative that people like to push is that they don't want Bale to work out for Spurs. No, no. So no. when he does start working out for us, it's um it's something that's it's really nice and it's easy to hate on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it's really easy to hate on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, there would be a lot of fans, uh, pundits, uh, and reporters out there really hoping that that it goes tits up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. d- definitely. And and I kind of feel too. It's like you you get this kind of feeling that as as Spurs fans, that you know the the teams that are kind of above us mm. at the moment, there is that kind of you know elitism looking down. Oh, yeah. um, sort of onto Spurs and like they, they don't want Spurs to succeed and no. um, not even like just a one-off. They just don't want that sort of to be broken. Mm-hmm. But at the same stage, I'm sorry, at the same time, I'm sure that there are fans of clubs below Spurs who think Spurs operate in the same way. Yeah. Um, and Spurs definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's all tiered all the way through. Mm. Uh, but I definitely feel that at least from like the top teams, there is that desire for this um, for this move of, of re-signing Bell to, to not work out, especially because mm-hmm. people view it as kind of, you know, the egg on Levy's face. Yeah. And Levy is so hated by so many other fans mm. because of how sort of, you know, thrifty he has been, even mm. though he spent quite a lot of money in certain areas. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, so many other fans dislike him. So I think the, the idea of Levy failing mm. is so exciting to anyone who doesn't go for Spurs. Totally. They're all jealous of the Skywalk. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. That's yeah. where all of it comes down to. Mm-hmm. If they went to see their um, psychologist and they yeah. really got down to it, yeah. they'd be like, it's a skywalk. <laughs> all right, you've broken me. It's a skywalk. It's, a skywalk. <laughs> it's always a skywalk. Would you do the skywalk? I mean, I, w- I would. I mean, there was so much publicity around it um, when it finally opened. And, you know, there was all those shots of the players going up there. And maybe it's different when you're up there. But to me, I was like, it just doesn't look that exciting you know, like dare to walk the skywalk. Like you've got a harness on, there's a, you know, there's a pole you're following the whole way around. Like it just doesn't seem like that that thrilling, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> to me it doesn't, like, would you do it? Wow, I've really been putting my place here. <laughs> this out there. Yeah. Um, I think it's a genuinely like semi-terrifying thing. Yeah. Like, because I'm pretty sure as well when you walk around, there's no pole between you and the outside edge. Oh, that's right. I think yeah. you're just tethered to the inside. Mm. So literally like you could, it feels like you could fall off. I know you're someone, yeah. but it's not like there's a pole on either side. Mm. Um, unless I've just seen like a terrifying version, of, like a half finished version of the Skywalk. Yeah. And I think it's some like just work of a madman, but I'm pretty sure there's no pole on the other side. So to me, it looks quite scary. Yeah. Um, if it's a bit windy too. Mm. Um, I think ultimately if I... If I was at the stadium, I would do it. Mm. But, I mean, I'd bring a spare pair of pants. Yeah, okay. Because I like, I don't love heights. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know exactly. Like, I don't. I don't really hate them. Mm. But 
I'm not one of these daredevils who is, you know, like, hey, let's go skydiving. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you want to go bungee jumping this weekend? Mm. Let's go for it. Um, so I don't know. But I'm, I'm glad you think that me asking it was such a ridiculous <laughs> thing. It's <laughs> like you took personal offense yeah. to the fact if, that if Daniel Levy was like, we got the new stadium and guess what? You can bungee jump into it. Or, you know, I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> dare to jump. But to me, it's like it would be so – I mean, I guess you got a point – I love that we've gone down this. I guess you got a point that it was if it was windy, <laughs> if it was raining, you know. Um, Look, if it's raining, I've, I'd hope that they're not doing the skywalk. Oh, I hope they would. That- <laughs> That's how you separate the daredevils from the 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 regular folk. Was, <laughs> buddy, is there something inside you that you really want to be recognised as a daredevil? Yeah, yeah absolutely. A- <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you think uh no this is the tottenham skywalk podcast yeah sorry yeah so when you're on top of the skywalk <laughs> do you think that if you were like get me down right now you would be able to send that kind of signal with a specific type of towel <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah i'd say it would have to be a weighted towel mm-hmm. because oh, of course it's gonna blow away yeah yeah blow away mm. and also if it's a windy day mm. um and I think you want the message to get down to someone quite quickly. Mm, mm. I also, though, think if you're throwing the towel off and that's conveying the message to someone down below, it's probably going to be a while till they're going to get up to get you. Yeah, fair enough. But it, true. if anything can be done towel-based, I'm mm. all up for it. Yeah. What if it was like a, some kind of uh, signaling, like flagging them? And like you said, it should be a weighted towel, like a weighted blanket. So you flag and you're like, I'm throwing in the towel here. And then you use the weighted blanket to relieve yourself of the anxiety. So, <laughs> I love it. Okay, so you throw in the towel yeah. and then basically you pull on, the, you cover yourself in the weighted blanket yeah. and do it. The weighted towel. Yeah. Sorry, the weighted towel, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. I think it's, um, I just love the idea that now to go on the skywalk, you basically need to have a giant rucksack of on your back full of towels for yeah. different, and you'll probably have to go through about 45 minutes to an hour of training beforehand just on towel usage. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. Like how when you go kayaking, they make you like, you know, roll over and capsize. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I guess they'd, you'd have to do a lot of that. I, I, I love this. I'm mm. all up for it. You're, all, you're in? I'm in. Well, see, I figure by the stage that the towels are implemented on the Skywalk, we will have already sort of spread the word throughout the UEFA and FIFA governing bodies. So everyone will be so familiar with towel etiquette that, it, you know, the training, I agree, will take a while, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're towel literate. And, and that's a great thing. Totally. And look, the thing I love most about this too, Barney, is that mm. because you've, um, you know, um, shown how tough you are. Mm. Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. We would go to all this effort to implement the towels and then you wouldn't even be one I to use them. I wouldn't even need one. I'd, I'd use the victory towel. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a victory towel which you throw to commandingly be like, I'm fine. Yeah. There's yep. nothing needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's great. I, yeah. I guess then to take that, if you're in a game and you're a manager, should there be a victory towel where you can kind of, if you're up by a certain amount of goals, you can claim victory? Absolutely. I think that works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that would remove any great comebacks though. Like if you're just like, victory towel. But, <laughs> well, it'd have to be like you couldn't implement it at 1-0. Yeah. Right. Or something like, yeah. I think you need to have like a significant scoreline, mm. maybe a 5. 5-0. Five 5-0. Nil. Five nil. No one's coming back from 5-0. No. But so like, you know, that beautiful night in Amsterdam, like the victory how couldn't have been used. No, no, no way at all. Yeah. Cool. We also need to make these rules like Spurs positive. 
Yeah, right. So, oh, so they, yeah, okay, cool. That makes sense. So what I mean is that like any result that Spurs have had in the past, if there's been a comeback, mm-hmm. let's find the result that Spurs haven't come back from mm-hmm. and then that can be. Because you wouldn't want to bring this rule in and then have the, the the rival fans kind of, you know, saying, well, if Spurs, if the towel system was in, Spurs would not have come back in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah, that's true. In possibly the worst segue of all time, <laughs> will we be using the victory towel this weekend uh, when we play, well, this Friday, Melbourne time, uh, when we play old mate Fulham or Crystal <laughs> Palace on Monday? <laughs> A segue that was well needed. Um, yeah. Because otherwise this is going to be a four-hour podcast yeah. just on towels. Um, <laughs> That's the Patreon. <laughs> Actually, yeah. If you yeah. want to sign up for our Patreon, uh, yeah. we'll have some bonus towel content. Yeah. <laughs> um, the video's up there. Uh, I think Fulham, we should like we should be beating Fulham. Surely. Um, I know that they've, they've been playing better recently, mm-hmm. but like where they are on the table, I mean – we should yeah. be beating Fulham. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not too worried about Fulham. I think off the back of these two games, like that confidence is building up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll be fine against Fulham. I hope so. I, I hope that this Burnley result, because this is what we weren't doing earlier in the season. Um, we weren't putting teams away that we should have. Uh, there were so many, you know, I mean, I know we did beat Burnley, but there were so many one all draws. And I'm hoping that ho- this means that next week when you would think we'd beat well, this week rather, when you think we beat Fulham, we will and it will be convincing and we won't score a goal and then try and defend for 70 minutes. Yeah, I kind of think now how many, how often can this happen? Mm. You know, like surely now something's got to start going right Yeah, for us mm-hmm. um, and that would be in the form of a win against Fulham um, and in the form of a win against Palace. Yeah, well, Palace always makes me nervous. Uh, totally. I, like I think the Fulham result isn't like – we really should be quite confident going in its form. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. Palace, um, like whenever I get excited about us going to play Palace, they always seem to do something and pull it back with a draw or, because mm. um, I think last game of last season we played Palace, didn't we? And we drew. Yep. That's right. Um, so it's not like we have a great recent record against them either. Mm. Um, I, I think with, with Palace's players, and I think it just goes back to everything. If we sit back and try and defend, mm. um, I think we're going to be in a bit of trouble. Yep, I agree. Because, um, like, we just have to we just have to start attacking now and going mm. for it. And I think, like, what do you think? If if we actually go out, I I don't think Palace can really stop us. No, I don't think so either. If if we go for it, um, I mean, we saw that. I think Liverpool absolutely smacked them. And they went for it against them, which which made our result against them earlier in, earlier in the season so frustrating because we didn't. We defended. And I think you're right. If we go for it, surely you would think they're not going to be able to hold us out for the whole game. Like uh, Zaha worries me. <laughs> yeah. And I know that like he's kind of, I guess, in his, his own career, not quite reached the heights that everyone thought. But for me, every time we play him, he's like, he's like the Ronaldo. He's like Ronaldo. I don't, I don't know. I feel there's something about Zaha that he still, in his mind, thinks that he's got like a big eighty million pound move coming mm. or something. Mm. Um, but he just can't leave that club. Yeah, they <laughs> just won't let him go. He's just been there. He tries to go all the time. So mm. there still seems he's still got something to prove. I think, mm. um, which is what, like you're saying, it makes him dangerous. Yeah. Um, and then Eze as well. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Like they've, like Palace don't have, like they've got some players who can hurt you on the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the same time, we've got more players who can hurt them on the counter. Yeah. So let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. Let's have a crack. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's just keep this attacking brand going. Totally. And Geo, I think might be back this week. That would be like great. Yeah. Like just a little 10 minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Even at the end of either game, uh, if we are a goal up or whatever, I just think that would be such a solidifying factor. Like he, he can do what Harry Winks is supposed to be able to do. Yeah. Yeah. And Harry Winks, his stock has fallen. Yeah. Big time. Um, Cause you know, there were in, in the past, there were, you know, rumors about Harry wanting to go and, you know, people talking to be like 25, 30, 40 million, that sort of thing. Mm. I feel like, you know, Harry's time at the club is, is, is coming to an end. Yeah. Um, yep. And he's not, but Levy's not going to get <laughs> anywhere near what he would have gotten previously for him. No, no. Um, but I do agree. It's like having a player like LaCelso to be able to come in instead of a Winks um, because LaCelso can hold on to the ball. Mm. Um, he can, he's a, he's got, He's just got that little like rat energy. Yeah, he sure does. Which is great. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so great. Like we need those sort of players. Like mm. Lamella as well. Like yeah. if we're if we're winning and we're wanting to hold on and we bring on, you know, LaCelso, Lamella, I'm quite happy with those subs. Yeah. Um yeah. if we bring it on with Winks, like it has worked sometimes, but a lot of the time mm. yeah. it's it's sort of very hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I thought it was like a Machiavellian move against uh Wolfsburger by Jose to be like, sure, Delhi, you can have a game, but you play in front of a midfield of Winks and Sissoko. (laughs) (laughs) See what you can do with this, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Impress me now. Yeah. Impress me now or never. Like it was just, it was evil. Um, So you're predicting uh, two W's, two Welsh mafias against. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see the Welsh mafia come out again. I'm predicting. I'm predicting two two wins. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of my brain goes a win and a draw, but I'm predicting two wins. What, yeah. what are your what are your predictions? I reckon two wins. I'm going to go with two wins. I'm feeling positive uh, as long as Bale is not injured. Yeah, and I feel like if we made these predictions last week, we would have been oh, two losses. Two, two losses. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. a lot can change in a week. So Ooh, yeah. maybe we could build a run here of you know three or four games on the trot. Um, Wouldn't that be nice? And then get you know get the title charge back on. <laughs> yeah, we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Um, well, I guess that's, that's a we, uh, all we have this week. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you very much for uh, listening to the second episode of A Bit Spursy. Um, I've been Barney. And I've been Dan. And you can follow us on all the regular socials, uh, by A Bit Spursy. Um, this podcast, you should share it (laughs) (laughs) with your mom and your dad. Yeah. And anyone, even if they're not a Spurs fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or... Anyone who is a Spurs fan, that's a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's look, there's some content in here which is Spurs centric, we will admit that. That's yeah, that's fair enough. Um uh, but yeah, please share it. Please uh if you like it, please leave us a nice review. We'd yep. appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um yeah, and we'll be back again next week. Uh, I <laughs> would like to say just before we go. Oh, sorry, I, we'll, yeah, I, I, I'll rewind that back. I challenge uh anyone who gets through this the the towel content to uh leave us a review. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with I made it through the towel content. Yes. Please let us know if you made it through the towel content. 
in which case, as we mentioned, we will gladly produce more of it. Yeah. Um, and follow that path further. Yes. I'm so sorry to go back on your signing off. <laughs> Please do <laughs> I, it again. I, I like as well that you went back on it to reintroduce the, <laughs> the towel content. <laughs> because there wasn't enough towel content yeah, I just, so far. I just wanted to really reiterate that yeah. it's in there. We are proud of it. And you should be too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. Thank you for listening. We've been a bit towely. Yeah. And <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. See you next week. You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.